Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. We're in a new place, and I have to say I am confused and scared about it. Can someone please comfort me? We had to bring Jake in here in his crate and let him explore. (laughs) I have to go back in the kennel during the dinner break. Yeah, to let him get used to the smell of the new room and then just slowly explore. There's so much room for activities, though. It's true. It's nice. It really, it's eerie because it is set up so close to what we had that I'm not even sure where we are right now. Pocket dimension. Nice. Yeah. Margaritaville? Cheeseburger in Paradise. Oh, okay. Better. I love Cheeseburger in Paradise. Yeah, me too. I wish the one on the south side hadn't closed. Yeah. (laughs) We still have to do that photo shoot there. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that. Isn't it like a it's a a Mexican or something now? now, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) We missed the window. Oh, no. Imagine if this actually was Margaritaville and just every day we woke up and we came here and we recorded and that was just our life. That's what we did every day. But we wouldn't know. So it'd be fine. It's true. Yeah, it's true. That, yeah, that's true. Unless it was a shitty day. And I mean, we'd still never know. But <laughs> unless it just happened to already have been a shitty day. And then at the end of the day, I'll just be like, yeah, it sucked. But you know what? It's over. So there's always tomorrow. As the leech starts crawling towards her pillow. Ah! Uh, yeah. So thank you to everybody who helped make this possible. It is like half set up right now, uh, but we have been taking progress pictures. Um, Kim has been posting some of them on social media. I've been posting some of them in the discord. I, ho- I hope the half that's set up, I hope my mic's on. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you guys are going to hear some pauses in here where Tass was talking, um, but we didn't. We gave him a dummy mic as a joke, yeah. and he did just realize it. it <laughs> it's like when your sibling wants to play video games, and so you give him a controller that's not plugged in. Yeah. <laughs> this is unplugged. <laughs> we gave him the Mad Cats microphone. A couple things we've got coming up this month. On Monday the 14th, uh, we're going to be taking a break for a week from Ghostbusters, Uh, Because we want to take some time to highlight safety tools. Myself and Kim and the Ghostmaster Forest from the Ghostbusters RPG that we're playing, we're going to take a little time and go over safety tools and talk about some of our favorite ones and how we implement them into our Session Zeros as well as our games. Uh, And then on the 15th, we have unlocked and Kim is going to be doing her tarot stream. (gasps) I'm... Very excited about this. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's going to be kind of like first come, first served in terms of coming to the stream with like a question. And I will be doing some uh, as many tarot readings as I can fit within a reasonable amount of time for uh, as many people as I can. I'm excited about it. Nice. That's so great. Uh, and then also that night, Jake is going to be running his Monster of the Week one shot. 
that the tickets were sold through our website. But oh man, that's sold out already. Yeah, almost seems mean to mention it. <laughs> but <laughs> next month, if you are interested in participating in somebody's uh, one-off game for the month, uh, then make sure to check for those tickets next time they go on sale. Hopefully you can get in on the next one. Yeah, first Wednesday of the month. And where do we find that? At thecritshowpodcast.com slash play with us. Nice, 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 nice. <laughs> All right. I think with that, it's time to get into the episode. You have all just fallen through the portal back into the present. You're all in very rough shape because the damage that you had taken comes back with you. But there's another issue, the corruption you had taken. So in addition to the damage you had, you're also going to have a point of damage for every corruption level that you left that world with. Ooh. I come through the portal, I'm just dead. (laughs) (laughs) Just a corpse flops to the ground, and we're like, oh, Strom ain't going to be happy about this one. She's not going to know about it. (laughs) (laughs) So where is everybody standing at at this moment? Maybe standing's not the right choice of words. (laughs) I assume this counts our like starting corruption as well, right? Because our characters had been in the world. Correct. Okay. That just puts me over the threshold into unstable. Same. (laughs) Uh, yes, I am at four harm. I am at six harm. Oh. So you all come tumbling through the portal. Grandpa Nash ends the spell, and the portal behind you winks out. And as he walks into the room, he sees you all in very rough shape. Is everything all right? I think I'm kind of holding my arm and struggling to stand up a little bit. But as soon as I see him, I'm just running to give him a hug. We we did it. Congratulations. We had a rough exit, though. Um, we're going to need medical treatment. Yeah, usually I'd offer that, but my hands are shaking. I do have one thing, and he pulls out a vial of werewolf serum from his pocket. Nope. No, thank you. Thank you, but no, thank you. <laughs> uh, Rev, remind me how the sleep worked in Elnor. That was there, uh, like... I was like, I don't remember how sleep worked. <laughs> <laughs> oh. that was, that's how they don't die, right? They have, like, a mega heal... Yes. Chamber. Yeah, they have a a basically a chamber you go into and you kind of go into a, a very deep sleep. Um, and it's what stops them from aging and it heals them, keeps them free from disease and things like that. Mm. All right. Uh, no, I can't. I can't teleport. <laughs> I can't teleport to Elnor anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Um, all right. I want to look around. I need a post-it note. I need a tennis ball and I need a rubber band. <laughs> Or any of those things, or or anything that bounces. Are any of those things readily available in this castle underground? That's weird. Grandpa Nash is just juggling. <laughs> um, no, I do like. I want to. I think I stand up and like. I'm just kind of falling from surface to surface here, like trying to stay on my feet, but looking for something I can write a note on and something that will make a ruckus because my pocket dimension goes to Elnor and I don't have a way to get there, but I just want to chuck a message through to like ask them to please open a portal and get us because we fucking need their help okay yeah i think that there is like a post-it note or a piece of paper and then there are some like metal tools inside of the laboratory area <laughs> i just i just open the latches on a toolbox and just huck the whole thing <laughs> through so that it will clatter on the other side what are you writing on this note i am writing can't teleport anymore very very hurt can you come get us? 
so you open up your portal and throw this piece of metal. Uh, I imagine it's like like a really old Bunsen burner or something. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I say, okay, Elnor, I don't know exactly how their thing works, but they, nobody dies there. So if they'll get the message soon, then I think they'll be able to take care of us. I think for the moment, you know, we just take five. Uh, job well done. And uh, let's, well, we probably shouldn't nap because I think, I don't know about you guys, but I probably got a concussion and that's not something you're supposed to do when you have a concussion, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. This whole time, while everyone's been up around talking to grandpa, writing notes, I've just been sitting on the ground, kind of shell-shocked by this entire experience and a little stricken by feeling less powerful here. Uh, I think kind of on the opposite side of that, I had this feeling of of energy kind of come back to me as I came through the portal. I think I open up the chat room and this time I extend it out to Kim and Grandpa. Can you all hear me right now? Yeah. Uh-huh. I think I also kind of just slump to the floor and, and breathe for a second and just give this big sigh of relief. Uh, I want to go like hold out a hand to Kim to help her up. How you doing? This is really weird. You feel different? Yeah. I feel less like... The volume got turned down really unexpectedly. You're not less. You're just different. And and I will be happy to sort this out with you, whatever you need. Yeah. Okay. And after a couple of moments, uh, there is a flash of light that comes in from one of the windows. Yeah, I want to go peek out the window and see what's up. You peek out the window and there is a glowing circle on the ground. There are runes etched throughout the stone like where it has appeared and ferguson is standing in the middle of it oh thank god all right there's our ride i want to lead us all out front to ferguson as jake leads you all back through the castle and outside kim you see standing inside of this magical circle just outside of this glowing dome that's over the castle an old man made of bark and leaves and vines. He's got a staff in one hand, and he's just smiling. So this is Ferguson. Hey, man, it's been a while. Yes, how's it going? I'm like wiping blood from my lip. So this is Kim, and we would very much like some help. Oh, what can I do for you? As you can see, we are in very bad shape physically. Um, I remember that you guys have a, a healing sleep. Is that... Something we could partake of in any way? Well, yes, of course. I'd be more than happy to help you out. Everyone into the circle. Yeah, I drag myself in. Yeah. You all step in, and he taps his staff on one of the runes, and there's a flash of light, and you're all standing in the middle of the Room of Magic. This room hasn't changed much since you were here last, Jake, but for Tass, it's much larger than the last time you were here. There are about a dozen rings covered in those runes. They're all glowing with magic, and you see the glowing spirits of Rachel and Reeves. Wow. I, uh, I, I don't know what I was picturing, but this is amazing. Yes, it's worked out very well. You took that necklace back with you, and it just keeps sending magic back through. So we were able to build additional runes to... Oh, I'm sorry. You're all in very bad condition. I'll explain how this all works later. Come, come, follow me, follow me. And he exits the Room of Magic, and takes you up onto the parapets and through the main hall. And you notice that as you enter into the main castle, there are a couple of statues. There is one of Queen Leah. There's one of Ferguson. 
There's one of Fox, and then there is one of Jake, one of Tass, and one of TJ, and it's all the way that you look to the day of the battle, and they are lining the hallway. Uh, I think as we walk, I am like half-heartedly explaining to Kim. I'm like, this is another world. This is the Elnor, as I believe you read about in the notes. Uh, welcome. It's forested and beautiful, and it's going to save our lives. He is explaining all of this, and I am just, again wide-eyed and occasionally nodding and offering ahas, but otherwise very overwhelmed. I've been here once before, not for very long, but I don't think I fully understand what we're trying to do right now. They have um, a, Ferguson, what term would you use? A ritual? A procedure? A procedure sounds kind of sterile. It's the chamber of rest, as he starts to open a large double door that has two guards in front of it. Yeah, and I'll kind of walk in and, like, gesture to all of these pods. Yeah, and what you see when you walk in is almost like the arches at the Colosseum. There are just rows and rows and rows of these arches going up as far as you can see, and they are filled with these people made out of plant life, and they are frozen stock still, and there's a slight glow coming from the center of the room that's washing over everyone in here. They got magic that restores you. It keeps everybody here from dying. When we get in, it'll heal us up. We're just going to we're going to take a nap and we're going to wake up feeling excellent and that is the dream, isn't it? How long is that going to take? Oh, I'll be honest, we've never done it on humans before, but I assume it wouldn't take very long. Uh, we keep people in much longer just to extend their lifespan. Oh, okay. Well, I'll be the first one, if you want, just to make sure this doesn't explode us or something, and I'll step up to Ferguson. Uh, yes, if you're all not doing it, uh, you'll need to leave the room. No, we've all got to do it. I'll look at Megan and Kim, because I don't think I need to justify this to Tass. He seems very on board. There is no world where magic is practiced more adeptly than here and by no person greater than Ferguson. We are going to be fine. I have every confidence in him. Okay, just nod. He indicates to four open alcoves on the bottom level. I go tumble into one of them. Same. Yep, yep. He holds his staff up, and the golden light in the room starts to coalesce at the top of the staff, and you all feel the sensation of sunlight washing over your skin, and then sleep takes you. End coin. And <laughs> Ferguson cackles is the last thing you hear. <laughs> And locks the door behind him. I don't even care. I couldn't ask to go a better way. Sunlight washes over you and you go to sleep. Yes, yeah, sir. I'll take it. And now it's time for end of session experience. Oh, shoot. Oh. You all forgot you were on a mystery. Oh, yeah. So did you conclude the current mystery? What was the current mystery you were trying to solve? What? are all of the bits of information from nine specific objects that we need to get coordinates to go to other worlds to find what Nash is doing so that he can put that together into a ceremony to make himself the chosen evil monster. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, yes, the mystery of what did Nash do in the future to secure his foothold? Oh, for okay. for sure. Wanna, for sure. If you want to have a nice little tidy bow. If I want to okay. dumb it down. Yeah. <laughs> did you save someone from certain death or worse? Hey, you saved me yes. from erasing myself from existence. Yeah. Did we learn something new and important about the world? Yeah. yeah. Boy, that's about all we did. 
Yeah. yeah. And did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? The origins of Megan's powers. Yes. Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, absolutely. So that is four yeses. Everybody marks two points of experience. Speaking of marking two points of experience, Kim, you need something to mark experience on. I do. Now, we talked about this a little bit in the Q&A episode. Why don't you tell us about your playbook and the moves that you have taken? All right. So I am playing The Seer, which is a brand new playbook written by Rev DeShane. My stats are plus one charm, zero cool, plus one sharp, minus one tough, and plus three weird. My luck ramification is Every time you spend a point of luck, your sidestepped fate comes for someone important to you. Uh, And then I got to detail information about my visions. So I got to do my visions are always. I said my visions are always literal representations. And then I got to pick a drawback to my visions. So I said my visions are always flashy. And then I had to pick three requirements for my visions. So my visions require tools, which are my tarot cards. Focus and concentration and time. For my seer moves, I get one right at the start, which is how do you stop an exploding man? At the beginning of each mystery, roll plus weird. On a hit, you get a vision of a future where the keeper's countdown clock has reached midnight. On a 10 plus, you may ask one question from read a bad situation about the vision. And the other ones I took were psychometry. When you investigate a mystery, asking what happened here does not cost a hold and may be asked on a fail. And I took I Can See Through Time. Once per mystery, when you use your gift to see the bigger picture, roll plus weird. On a 10 plus, hold three. On a seven to nine, hold one. Each hold can be spent to give yourself or another hunter key information, which aids an action currently being taken and allows a roll with advantage. So you can roll 3d6 and take the two highest. And for my gear, I have my sensor, which is two harm, close, chain, silver. All right. And actually, we should go over Tass's playbook as well, because we know that Tass had a change right before he stepped out of this world, but we never got to go over it. So, Tass, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. So, after taking Damien's power that he gave over, I am now the monstrous. Uh, I now have negative one charm, plus one cool, plus one sharp, zero tough, and plus three weird. Uh, My vulnerability for the Monstrous is anything holy. Uh, I have my chains, which we're leaning into as uh, generally claws, like being in that uh, two-harm range and hand. And we have added an extra range of close for when I just use it like a whip. The moves that I have are immortal, so I don't age or sicken. And whenever I suffer harm, I suffer one less. And unholy strength, I roll weird instead of tough when I kick some ass. And it made sense again in this situation to just scoot medic over as the thing that I would have retained from the last playbook. So I still have that. Man, this group is weird as hell. I have plus one tough and I am still the toughest among us. (laughs) The feeling of the warmth that has bathed on you fades away and you wake up. You are all fully healed and stabilized at this point. And Ferguson is standing in the middle of the room, smiling at you all. Oh, look at that. It worked. Yeah, it did. How long? Oh, about eight hours. Wow. Not bad. Yeah, I think I I feel better, but uh, I I look down to my my arm where I had gotten hit. 
with a bullet in that last uh, encounter. And I think the scar that I took instead of taking that harm in the end mm. is literally a scar on my arm from where I got hit. I think my sleeve is torn from where it had hit my arm and it's healed, but there is a quite a large scar there. Okay. I emerge from this sleep. You know, sometimes when you're really going through something, all you just need to do sometimes is just cry a lot and then like sleep for a long time and then you feel a little better. I think that's what I'm going through right now. Like I'm feeling a little more energized and a little more with it than I was previously. This place is amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was incredible to take care of that much damage in, in eight hours. You just have people in here to heal up and you said it keeps them alive? Oh, yes, it keeps them young. Our physiology doesn't work the same way as yours. I mean, if you think about a tree versus a, 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 a human, what, what is that what you said? A hu- like a long you sound, a human. A human. Uh, how long does it take to grow one of those? A lot longer than a tree. Oh. Well, I guess it depends on the tree. Well, Some trees are slow. Yeah. But a lot of them spring up pretty quick mm. and then live a long time. So I get that. I, I see where we're going. Are oh. you talking about humans or trees? <laughs> I don't know anymore. <laughs> okay. So we were in there for eight hours and we are all equally back up to snuff. Do we think that this would be enough to keep James alive? Oh, shit. That's brilliant. If we could figure out how to get him here fast enough yeah well because the danger is that he's been other places so long it would catch up to him if he went back home right right yeah if you could put him here don't you have a communicator or a a way to talk to him yeah we just haven't had any good news (laughs) maybe we can get him better before you know the negatives take hold or i don't know how the inn would affect him but if we could get him there we could get a door right in front of one of these things. Yeah, that's not half bad. I'll uh, I'll pull out the communicator and uh, send James a message. I've got an idea on how to get you home safely now. Can you still get back to Eston's lair? There's a couple of moments and then you get a message back that says yes. Uh, he says yeah. So yeah, I mean, if we get him to the inn, we get him out of the inn straight into here, we let him get better. Yeah, I think this is gonna work great against all odds. Okay, so what do we need to do? Do we just use the main doors into this and hope that's close enough? Or do we build a frame in a doorway right in front of an alcove? I mean, it sure couldn't hurt to have it just as close as physically possible. Ferguson, is that an option? Do you think we could get something here that a door would literally open up and we could just push him right in? Well, you need just a door, or like a freestanding door. Yeah, we have a, a door knob that we can uh, affix to a door and have it open to the place we need it to go. Oh, I see. So what he needs to get into the chamber of rest instantaneously. Yes. Yeah, our understanding is that when he comes through, time is going to catch up to him in a major way and he will basically uh, turn to dust. <laughs> so we need to get him right into an alcove and just right into the sleep. I see. Yes, I imagine that we could figure it out, and I would just have to be ready when the door opens to activate the room's magics. That would be amazing. Uh, Yeah, I'll I'll send James another message. How soon could you meet us there? The response you get is, as soon as you read this, send me back a response of the number one. I'd send back a one. The response you get again is that he wasn't sure what the time conversion was, so he was testing 
the time it took you to get his message, read it, and respond. And so for you, he says he could be there in about an hour and a half. Yeah, I mean, an hour and a half before he could get to us. So we think that's enough time to set this up. Then let's get to it. Hell yeah, let's do this. All right, so describe this to me. You want to put a door frame up in front of one of the empty alcoves, put a door on it. And then at the end that wanders, you know that he'll come into that, you know, the same room that everyone enters from. Is the doorknob going on that same door, that front door? I think he gets to the inn. We put the doorknob in the door into the alcove, open it, and then he steps through the door into the alcove. Okay, so basically when he appears in the the mud room, we'll call it, you've already got the door to Elnor open and he just appears and <laughs> is supposed to run through it. Yeah, I mean, okay. as quick as possible. Okay. Uh, and in, in fact, I will send him a message breaking that down. This is the plan. This is where you're going to go. So we will have it open and, and ready for you. I imagine that setting up this door and going to the inn that wanders and prepping that door will take this full amount of time. Is there anything in particular anyone is doing other than setting up this kind of quick transfer system during this 90 minutes? I don't strictly feel like I'm needed for this. I mean, maybe if I am, tell me. But uh, I think otherwise I'd be checking in with Kim right now because a whole lot has just happened without any sort of uh, debrief. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think as they're setting this up, I just kind of pull her aside like, hey, you want to like take a walk and look at the look at the forest and just maybe relax for a minute? That would be nice. Yeah. Cool. There's some pretty neat spots. I can show you a crater that we made. Oh, did you? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Sure, let's check it out. Yeah, and I think just trying to keep it light, like not not pressing about the change in magic and all of the other things, just kind of spouting off little stories and, and showing little cool spots here. And yeah. Yeah, I think that when the two of you go out onto the parapet after a moment, you hear a voice behind you. Oh, hey, man, how's it going? Oh, my God. I run over and hug him. Hey, good to see you. Good to see you, Ori. Who's this? This is Kim. Kim, I'm sure you've probably seen the name Ori written down a few times. This is the Ori. This is him. Oh, shit. What happened that I became a the? (laughs) Oh, you know. You know who you are. (laughs) Uh, I'm from a different time. I'm still getting used to saying that. But anyway, I learned about everything that Jake and Tass and Megan had been up to um, after the fact. And you featured quite a bit in some of the records of the adventures that they had been on. Oh, okay. Very nice to meet you. My name is Kim. That's a lot of intro. Sorry. No, that's fine. Nice to meet you. What are you guys doing here? We just did a little test of using the sleep to heal humans. And apparently it works just fine. Oh, nice. Hey, what do you think? And I kind of lean down in the light. They're much smaller in this world, but I kind of brush my hair back to show my horns. Oh, shit. Is that like a body mod? Oh, I I just stopped using head and shoulders. Oh, that's some dry patches. That's a lot of buildup. I know, dude. No, we've uh, we've all been through a couple of things the last few weeks, and uh, this was part of it. Yeah, okay. What's it, uh, like, what's it mean? It means, I guess, I have a little bit of uh, demon magic in me. Like damn Yankees? Exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Nice. <laughs> How's your sister? She's good. She, uh, she really likes the lessons and stuff here. She's having a lot of fun. How about you? Oh, man. And, you know, I know that I described this to Jake, but that was like... 
half a season ago. Or he's fucking ripped now. <laughs> like he was always beefy, but he's in very good shape. His hair is is longer. Lots of muscle. Nice. Says Kim out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you you're looking great. Like this this is awesome. Yeah, thanks. Fox, she runs a real real tight ship. Keeps me keeps me working. Do you wanna like hang with us? I was just gonna show her around. They're working on a thing it's magic and some dimension doors and it's a whole thing uh but kim is uh, a little displaced from her usual environment so i figured we'd like show her around this cool beautiful amazing place for a little while oh yeah no i get that for sure like i'm a dimensional refugee i guess like nash trying to hunt me down uh, he stole my sister and uh now we live here instead of back uh where we came from it's beautiful here yeah yeah, I guess I'm a little temporally displaced or a temporal refugee, I guess. Mm. Uh, the future that I came from now doesn't exist anymore, but that's for the best because uh, we're going to hopefully make a better one. Oh, nice. Yeah, time was weird here for a while too, but and as the three of you kind of start to walk away, Ori starts to explain how they've been able to use the extra magic they've been collecting specifically to sync up with the earth that you all come from. Back inside in the Chamber of Rest, Ferguson is helping out with the door. He doesn't quite get carpentry. Um, Probably seems brutal to him. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I don't know if it necessarily even needs to be like carpentry. It could just be like, you know, because they, they are able to like manipulate like plant growth and stuff a little bit. So maybe it's just kind of like not building a frame, but manipulating kind of existing plant work to be a frame for mm. a door. Yeah, I think that works. Um, so it takes a little bit of time, but you are able to work with them in mold and shape like parts of the living tree into a door frame and hang a door inside of it. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to head to the inn that wanders now to prep for his arrival. All right. So you put the silver doorknob in and head over to the inn. It's pretty quiet when you come into like the entryway. Um, you can hear Trog around the corner kind of bustling around at the bar, but at this point there is no one in this entry area. Well, I will uh, go make my presence known here. Uh, I'll, I'll go around the corner to where I can hear Trog. Hello, sir. Oh, hey. How you doing? Uh, great. I am about to set up a um, pass-through here, FYI, over from like the... You remember in the long, long ago when there was the swirling blackness... Oh yeah, uh, yeah. From from there to the main door. So just FYI, I'll be in and out for a minute. I'll I'll come back. Okay, but just, are you back from? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, welcome back. Thank you. It went. Can I can can I tell you something? Uh, get over here. Come yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he comes out from around the bar and walks over. Put an arm around him. I get I get right up in his ear and I go. It went better than it had any right to go. No kidding. Yeah, I know. Not like us, huh? Oh, maybe you're turning over a new leaf. I hope so. Uh, and I'm gonna go. Get uh, get kind of the pathway, the runway clear from point A to point B uh, and make sure that I've got the door set open to the chamber of rest so that he can just burn right through and into his pod. Okay, so I think that setting up these two things between, you know, shaping the tree and everything in Elnor and then the time at the end that wanders takes up the 90 minutes that you have. All right, let's uh, let's get him back and I will open up the chat room. Uh, hey, uh, sorry, sorry to, to cut, cut the, the tour, tour short, short, but I think we're ready to go. We'll be there soon. When Tass and I are walking back to the Chamber of Rest, having 
left Ori. I want to just nudge him a little bit. I know what you're doing. What? Trying to distract me or make me feel better about everything. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I think we did the right thing. I think I did the right thing. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to be sad about it for a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah, that's all. That's just what I wanted to say. I see what you're doing and I appreciate it. I give her a big hug. Um, I could blab on about, you know, this is just part of it and we have to be there for each other and distract and we've all lost something and we have to figure out how to get past it. But I cannot possibly relate to losing an entire reality. So just know that we're here. Mm hmm. And you're right. We did the right thing. We're going to help a lot of people. We are going to help our future and we're going to do it the right way. And we could not have done it without you. So whatever you need, just let us know. I'm really excited to see James again. Me too. <laughs> All right, let's do this thing. Yep. All right. So you have gotten this doorway set up in the chamber of rest. Ferguson is set up in the middle ready to cast this spell. He does tell you again, just like the first time that you all went through it, whoever is in the room when he activates it will go to sleep. So just something to keep in mind is whoever rushes or pushes James through the door. You get a message from James on the communication device that he is ready. All right, everybody piss off. Clear out unless you want to take a nap. <laughs> yep, we'll run out. Sounds good. Okay, Megan, Tass, and Kim are in the hallway outside of the Chamber of Rest in Elnor. Correct. Okay. And Jake is standing in the inn that wanders, looking into the chamber of rest with the door open. Correct. Okay. All right. I will give Ferguson an affirmative thumbs up, and then I will shoot James a message that it's go time. Jake, I think this is going to be an act under pressure to get James as soon as he appears through that doorway. I'm going to Raiders James Francis Tincher right now. Like, I'm going <laughs> to fail this role, and he's just going to turn to goop. Hey, you have luck. That's true. You have a fresh playbook, baby. You got all that luck. I'm going to spend two bond with the ship. Wait, fuck. <laughs> all right. Eight. So one of three things is going to happen. No matter what, you're going to get him into the chamber of rest. Either you're going to be moving so quickly to get him into the chamber that you are going to stumble in as well and be put under the spell again. And you know with that comes not being able to break it until James is complete again. Or there's going to be a magical backlash from the magics that James is carrying through, through the end that wanders into Elnor, this spell. And it's going to kind of malfunction the room in that he won't be able to use it on humans again until they spend some, some research repairing the room. Or it's going to catch James late in the sense that he will age some. He's not going to be exactly as he is this moment. That Some of it's going to catch up with him, but he'll get in, and it will be able to bring him back to the point he was when he went in. It's weird, because I feel like usually you offer me like three negative things, but what you've given me is two negative things and another opportunity to take a nap in a sunbeam. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Jake falls asleep in a sun puddle like a little cat. He's like, you've given me a gift. You've given me probably an episode or two where I don't have to show up. I don't I don't have to be here next Sunday. <laughs> Jake, Jake was like, I was planning on walking into one of these anyway. <laughs> I was following him as fast as yeah. I could. You just One of you guys just text me when I'm back in the show. <laughs> He's going to play his switch downstairs. <laughs> um, I, I think it'll be the backlash that disrupts this for humans. Okay. Not knowing how long it's going to take to make 
James better. I don't really want to lock myself into that. And this just became an option. So I don't feel like I'm missing out too much if it is removed as an option again temporarily. Yeah. There is a crackle of energy and a form appears in the room and they are covered head to toe in mismatching protective gear. An old-fashioned diving helmet, armored boots and gloves, a space-age jumpsuit, and there is an enormous pack on their back that is just filled to bursting, and they have crisscrossing bandoliers over their chest filled with tools and bottles of various colored liquids. The crackle of energy is coming from a set of small brass Tesla coils mounted on each shoulder. They are glowing with a blue static as they appear, and in that moment, it's kind of oddly reminiscent of the light golem from the Eye of Horus. As soon as the figure is fully phased into the room, the helmet looks towards the door, and then the left hand raises and pushes a red button on a silver rod with a long wire running to the suit, and there is a burst of green light, and the form rockets past you. (laughs) And you can see tiny thrusters on the back of the armored boots pushing out green flames as they roar by you into the door. And the blue electricity and the green flames, they create this strange silver shimmer as they pass through the doorway. And on the other side, Ferguson slams the butt of the staff onto the ground. And instead of that soft, gentle glow you saw before, there is a blinding flash of gold energy. The force of the blast slams shut the door in front of you. And it is quiet and dark in here. And then after a few moments, the door opens. And Ferguson is there holding the clunky diving helmet under one arm. And over his shoulder, you see inside the alcove, sleeping soundly, bathed in the golden light, James Francis Tincher. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Now playing from Voyage Media. A naked woman picked up the recently decapitated head of a goat that had been sitting in a large silver-colored bowl. She held the goat's head high above hers, its dull black eyes staring emptily as she threw her black hair and allowed the blood to trickle down the front of her body. When the lights go down... What stories really stick with you? Presenting Fever Dreams, an anthology of dark genre stories, horror, crime, sci-fi. My eyes settled on a crystal piece, the only thing hanging on any of the walls. A man's face, set inside a raging sun. The eyes started to glow. Now playing from Voyage Media. In association with Seven Lamb Productions, creators of the hit audio drama Tower 4. A new descent into darkness in every episode. Season 1 of Fever Dreams, a pulp collection. Available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.